morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to this live webinar. Um, today, we're looking at uh, foreign income and gains and trying to assess how uh, they impact when we're using split year treatment as, a, as an expat. So obviously, as an expat, the, the important thing that we're looking to do is if we've got a good year abroad and we're in a, a tax efficient location, if you're leaving the UK or returning to the UK, you can use the split year rules to give you, in effect, two tax years in one. So, um, but if we're not careful, uh, the UK can uh, tax the full year for foreign income and capital gains. And, and that's what we're looking to uh, avoid today. Sorry for banging the microphone there. Um, so, first of all, when you leave the UK, you can apply for split year treatments. And that, in effect, gives you two tax years in one. So, with the uh, current tax year started the 5th of April, uh, 6th of April last year, ends on the 5th of April this year, um, you can effectively leave the UK on the 1st of December or the 1st of May or the 1st of March and split the income and capital gains in those periods between the two locations. Um, so it, it, if you earn um, 12,000 a month and you leave the UK uh, and take split year treatment on, on the 1st of May, that 12,000 income is counted as all your income in the UK for uh, the current tax year using your personal allowance in the UK, as long as you then remain non-resident, validate those criteria and, and um, uh, sustain that over a long period of time. But it, you have to, uh, to be free of any future liability against that income and tax liability, you need to be out of the UK for at least three, four tax years. Um, the shorter period that you're abroad, the more possibility the UK have got to assess you for tax on your worldwide income. Now, we talked about that in the last webinar. You can go back and re-watch that about domicile, how domicile is not, is not the same as your tax resident. So you can be a uh, a tax resident in one country, but you're domiciled in another. So UK uh, uh, expats leaving the UK are, are, by and large, domiciled in the UK. If your family or you were born abroad and you've relocated to the UK, your domicile is not necessarily the UK, in which case you've got other options as well. And, and depending on uh, that, your criteria, your circumstance, that can affect whether you've got a liability to um, income or gains. And, and, and the split year, it, it, it can be a key part of that. If you've been outside the UK, uh, living and working abroad for more than uh, three full tax years, uh, then you could possibly use a split year to come back in. But that means three full tax years. So leaving on the 1st of January, and taking up a three-year contract and coming back uh, to the UK at the end of December after three years, that is not three full UK tax years. It's actually only two full tax years 
because the tax year runs April to April. So you've only got um, two tax years, even though you've been abroad for three years. If you uh, leave the UK on the 5th of April and come back on the 6th of April, three years later, you've been out of the UK for three, four tax years. So this is uh, crucial. So the starting and ending period of, of living and working abroad uh, determines the impact on whether any initial split year uh, assessment could be retrospective uh, and whether uh, you're allowed another one when you come back into the UK. But also uh, whether you would be liable to a dual tax, uh, a dual residency tax uh, assessment in, in, in the UK or your home country. So we're focusing it from a UK perspective here, but the your your tax domicile, your, where you're from, uh, could have an impact in your home country. Could still require some uh, assessment for tax, even though you're a tax resident in another country. Again, uh, tax resident is something that we again we looked at the last webinar. Go back and rewatch that. And if you've got any further questions, you can contact us or, or book. Uh, uh, an online review uh, at productpartnership.co.uk. Um, so after three full tax years out, you're fairly clear of the UK. As long as you've obeyed the non-residence rules, uh, as long as your interests in the UK are, are not substantial enough for them to keep you as a dual tax resident. And then in the fourth or fifth year, you could consider potentially having another split year on your year back in. So if you've got a contract that's three, four tax years outside the UK, and potentially you've got this option to um, come back in and have another split year. So you could come back in, um, again, if you're earning 12,000 a month, um, you could come back into the UK on the 1st of March, earn one month's salary, and use your personal allowance for that year uh, and pay no tax on the split year. But the previous um, April to uh, end of February, all that money earned abroad would be taxed in your tax residence abroad. Um, again, everything is related to the dual taxation treaties. Dual taxation treaties are written under OECD rules under international law. So in general, there is some commonality under the international law, but each each one is different in what it allows. Does it allow uh, 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 an expat that is domiciled in, say, the UK uh, to move dividends, interest, capital gains, uh, or, or other incomes abroad? And, and these things vary, and, and they, they create a level of complexity uh, when you're looking at split-year treatment. Uh, we talked about if you're not domiciled to the UK, then uh, you're, uh, and you make it a UK capital gain during a year, uh, that, that is only taxed on a remittance basis. So if the capital gain is made and the money doesn't come into the UK, then it's not taxable in the UK if you're not domiciled. But if you're domiciled in the UK, even if you've lived 10 years abroad, uh, selling a UK property can still be a capital gains liability in the UK, despite your tax residence elsewhere. 
uh, UK expats abroad can get exemption to capital gains on certain movable assets like uh, crypto and investment sales uh, if they're UK resident, but not not if they are um, related to UK property. So now, okay, commercial and residential property and, and companies that are substantially um, property businesses that you control that are being sold are capital gains. So invest in a property fund um, with, with a commercial investment manager, that, that's one thing. But if, if you've got your own property portfolio, and you've got uh, a substantial uh, ownership and control and it's land and property, uh, then that will be a capital gain, uh, as would be a domestic residence which has got business or land use in certain criteria. So that uh, an expat uh, cannot avoid capital gains on those, um, whether they're resident or non-resident. Non so the split year has no bearing on, on a, a land deal in the UK. A uh, split year has no bearing on... Um, uh, on a, any commercial property connected uh, sale uh, during the year. Um, but but the, that residence and non-resident status, you know, is key. So if you've, if you've got a split year uh, application in force, uh, then during that, that um, if you're non-resident, then you're, uh, for split year, your income and your gains after the split year are not taxed in the UK. The only thing that are, are, are taxed in the UK would be the, the UK property rental, uh, property uh, gains. So an expat that lives in the UK and, and sells their own and main residence, for example, uh, uh, within a reasonable time of leaving the UK, say nine months, can still get main property relief as long as it's their main home that they're selling and there's no substantial business or commercial uh, ties to that property. Any other property is subject to capital gains, whether it's before the split year or after the split year. Um, but uh, if a UK, if somebody leaves the UK, earned 50,000 before, that will be taxed in the UK, state basic rate tax uh, below the threshold, and, and the 50,000 earned in the balance of the year would be taxed in the new tax residence. Obviously, you clearly have to follow the appropriate rules and get registered to be a tax resident from that date. Normally, that, that's possible from the date you arrive, but the, the legislation will require you to have working visas uh, to get your tax residence. In the EU, uh, these things have changed very much post-Brexit. New legislation was introduced in 2019 and enforced from July 21 uh, for EU expats, and this applies to EU residents now and, and British expats uh, since, that um, there's biometric ID. And even in, uh, with the freedom of movement of EU expats around the EU, including British expats who were registered as EU residents before Brexit, so before the end of 2020. Um, to, to get a tax, you, you've got to have that tax, that residence, and then before you can get a tax residence. So before, 
people can move into a country and start to work without necessarily having the 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 the, the local residence ID. So even EU expats now moving from Holland to Cyprus or, or uh, uh, Germany to Portugal would have to have the local residence before they can get a tax number and, and, and start getting the benefits of working in their new location. Uh, for more information on that, that changing picture of, of residence, you need to uh, contact us at projectpartnership.co.uk. You can chat to us online or book a consultant review. Um, we're all a bit stuck down with, with COVID, with travel at the moment, which appears to be evening, easing, but there are flight passes booked in online, uh, which have become the norm, uh, COVID passes. Uh, but have in mind that if you go to the United States, you have uh, the ETAS scheme, the Electronic Travel Authority scheme that, that has been in existence in the USA uh, for 20 years now. That is coming to the EU from the autumn of 2022. So have in mind that, um, that the travel passes, the COVID passes moving across border uh, are, are going to effectively remain until they're superseded by the EU version of that ETIAS uh, travel scheme. Um, and, and this is another way for the authorities to track where you're living and working, where your nomadic working, where your remote working is, uh, and helping them to verify uh, what your uh, where you are in terms of uh, validating your tax residence. So it's better to know the rules, understand the rules, and follow the rules, um, and so that you pay the right amount of tax and keep the most amount for your family and, and business. And and so you can apply for split year uh, assessment, but up to three years going forward, it can be re reviewed retrospectively. If the UK decide to dual tax you, they look at they can look at lots of different factors. So if your or your money or your wealth is still in the UK, or you're habitually visiting the UK, or the control of your business is from the UK, and and the the foreign residence isn't substantial enough, then there could be a, an assessment for dual residency. But otherwise a nice clean split year treatment for the year allows income and gains after the date uh, uh, of the split year is granted let's say for example 1st of October for the rest of that UK tax year um, uh, to, to April the 5th income and those gains uh, abroad are, are free and the gains in the UK from crypto and uh, savings uh, and business sales can also be be free of that. The only thing that's still taxed after that split year is, is the property uh, items and and some other small uh, fixed uh, uh, investments in the UK. Um, when you're returning to the UK, the second um, so let say you you're, you're living and working abroad and you've earned a hundred thousand in 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 the year. Uh, up until October. If you return to the UK in normal events, you then if you return at the beginning of October, you're halfway through the tax year, that's six months in the UK, you'd be automatically resident and, and resident for the whole of the year. So even though you returned on the 1st of October, to backdate that 
to the, to the 6th of April. So it includes your overseas earnings in your 5th of April tax return. An expat returning to the UK is always required to fill out a tax return for at least the first year, maybe two or three years after the return to the UK. Um, so that's something to bear in mind. Um, so just because you're returning with six months or less to go, it's not necessarily, it may be still prudent to apply for a split year uh, treatment to protect your previous income. That might not be possible um, depending upon your circumstances, or it might it might be possible that you your days in the UK are relatively short and you just go for it without, without that risk. So if you've got no ties to the UK and you're spending less than 16 days in the UK, you're automatically non-resident. So anybody returning to the UK in, in the last two weeks of the tax year and they've not been there before, got no ties, doesn't need a split year treatment, but there's no tax benefit to that. But if, the, if you're going back to the UK to work and you want to protect income and gains from abroad, so you're selling a, a, an overseas property, for example, before you return to the UK, you may have overseas capital gains tax to pay. You may not. Um, but if you return to the UK without the protection of a split year, a valid split year, um, the sale of the property, using our example, on the 1st of June to return to the UK on the 1st of October uh, will fall under UK assessment. So even if you paid a low or no capital gains tax on the foreign property or business sale, uh, it, it will become taxable in, in the UK. Uh, ditto for investments in crypto as well. Remember with crypto, any trade, any conversion from one form of crypto to another, any purchases are, are deemed to be uh, a, a capital gain and that they go into your capital gains assessment. So the good news in the UK is you've got a, uh, using round figures, a 12,000 person allowance for, for capital gains, a 12,000 person allowance for income. And you've also got um, uh, uh, savings interest allowances and dividend interest allowances. So going, uh, you know, for around two or 5,000 pounds. So there's lots of personal allowances with your portfolio of assets and income that you can use um, in the UK uh, when you return to the UK and, and making that assessment and making that plan is the key thing. Uh, advice and report, uh, a product offer, a tax saving report to expats, uh, which can plan for your, your um, uh, split year return to the UK and factor that in or, or out. I mean, again, leaving the UK, maximise your allowances before you go out. Have in mind that when you're living abroad, um, a, a non-domicile expat living in, in Cyprus receive unlimited dividends at 0% uh, tax. So um, it puts the 2,000 in the UK at 0% and then you're going up to 7.5%, but you can pay zero dividend tax in the, in the UK, in, in, in a country like domicile as a non-domicile expat. So um, UK uh, residents will also, um, on the split year, so once you return to the UK after the 1st of October on your split year treatment, 
your foreign gains uh, are, are protected um, unless a, um, you fall foul. So without the split year, your foreign gains for the whole year fall under UK assessment. With the split year, it's only the income and gains that you receive from, from the start of the split year, from the 1st of October, in our example, to, to April, that would count under the new regime. So there's, there's lots of different criteria. Uh, and we often get asked about ties and, and people trying to find ways around that. You need to be clear that it, it, you need to appear to be a non-resident um, with your domicile. If you're a long-term expat and, and you've been outside the UK for, for 20 years and you've been tax rented in other countries, you can change your domicile, which would then protect you uh, from more capital gains and, and from assessments for other taxes. But as soon as a UK expat comes back to the UK, uh, with a split year or without, any, any change of domicile is reversed. So a UK expat uh, living abroad in Australia for, for 20 years can change their domicile to Australia to protect themselves from some UK taxes on investments or business in, in the UK. But if you return to the UK, even if it's just for a year to die, or uh, you know, it's 20 years to, to you know, come back to the family, or it's to take up a new position, as soon as you return to the UK, your domicile reverts to the UK. Uh, there can be some gray areas uh, with your domicile, if, if you're, depending on, on what your family circumstances are, even if you're born in the UK or another country. So again, it, it's a key factor. Um, but for, in summary, what we've looked at today um, with this this webinar, we, we've looked at what what the impact is of a split year treatment. A split year can protect an expat leaving the UK or or returning to the UK and gives them a great tax planning op opportunity to maximise their allowances for the UK, whether they're going out or coming in. So they can use all the capital gains, all the personal all their dividend and all the savings allowances to maximize their income. Uh, property, as we said in this series, uh, whether it's commercial or residential, is taxed in the UK or, unless it's your own or main residence. And if you, you've gone expat uh, with a UK property you maintain as, as your main residence, then there's action you need to take to notify the, the revenue of that. Um, uh, you have to be out of the UK for more than three years to be to be clear on the split year and the non-residence rules, but the ties are still valid. Um, and the domicile will linger with you for over 20 years. Remembering that the domicile, the key tax on that is 40% inheritance tax at the end of life. So the plans you can make with domicile to, to while you're abroad to gift assets into family trusts and foundations to protect those uh, family property and business abroad from UK capital gains, from uh, income taxes and from corporation taxes when you return to the UK. Uh, but you need to take that action while you're still expat. And this is uh, ProAct can help you. So if you're uh, an expat living and working abroad and you've got business and property uh, and asset and investment assets around the world uh, protect those assets and, and and take care of your family and business uh, to make sure that those assets remain uh, 
tax efficient and that you save the maximum tax. Go along to our website, uh, chat with us, book an appointment online at proactpartnership.co.uk. Follow us uh, in our live webinar series um, where we were looking in more detail at uh, issues for um, how to protect capital uh, for expats uh, while they're abroad and before they return to the UK to, to make sure that they that everything doesn't fall back under the UK t uh, tax uh, regime in full. Thanks for listening and uh, fire any questions and we'll see you again next time. Oh, uh, just before I go, uh, I'd like to say thank you, Dolores. Um, we, we, um, we try hard. Um, uh, I'm on a, a living and working abroad adventure at the moment. Travelling is quite challenging, but uh, uh, you know, life, life has still to, to go on, and uh, this is what we're looking to do at the moment. Uh, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Mm -hmm.